0: I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending 10 October 2020. There were no releases by Microsoft this week, but there are lots of goodies showing off what .NET 5 can do. Now, starting out with some inside baseball, I'm working to improve the layout of the newsletter. So if you get my newsletter by email, and there's someone's design you think I should shamelessly copy, let me know on Twitter, at GoreTalk. On to what happened last week in .NET. Rich Lander and Jared Parsons of Microsoft talk about c 9. Now c 9 is coming in .NET 5 and it gives us records, which are lightweight approaches to data transfer objects, DTOs, and property-based value data structures. Top-level statements, which are the ability to remove all the ceremony from a single C-Sharp script, like static void main, and init-only properties, which is the ability to initialize properties, with a value without a super long constructor. In other words, this video takes you through what c Sharp can do, and c Sharp 9 lets you write less plumbing code. Now watching Jared Parsons writing code during studio reminds me of two things. Number one, Visual Studio should enable line numbers by default. And number two, you can tell when someone writes for the Roslyn compiler for a living because of how they write c Sharp code. I will never get to that level. Stephen Taub, in a video, talks through .NET 5 performance improvements, things like the new APIs that are available, uh, JIT improvements, like types, bounds checkings, zeroing, regex improvements, and much more. If you want to see what's coming in .NET 5 and you want to see what they've improved performance wise, give this video a check. The Verge has an article that's saying that Microsoft will let some employees work from home permanently. Now, there are 156,000 Microsoft employees crying both tears of joy and sorrow right now with that news, joy at working from home, and sorrow at having to use Microsoft Teams full-time. Hey, maybe this will be the push Microsoft needs to improve Teams? Let's hope. John Hilton has a blog post continuing his series on Blazor and pre-rendering. Now, if those words mean something to you, check out his blog post. Otherwise, drive on by. There's a blog post on what's coming in Xamarin.Forms in the latest preview. Now, David in this blog post takes us through incoming changes to Xamarin Forms with radio button changes, shapes, and brushes, and more. If you work with Xamarin Forms and want to see what's going on uh, in the new releases, check this out. There's a bug with multiple active result sets on the SQL client's client for Linux. Now, this is particularly going to hit you if you use Entity Framework with multiple active result sets set to true and you're running .NET Core on Linux. It's going to result in a slower performance, up to 40% slower performance on Linux than it would with the same code on Windows. Something to watch out for. There's a blog post that tells you how to debug source generators in c 9 and Visual Studio. Now we all know code generation has a storied past and one of the c features is the ability to implement source generators in a, quote, standard way. This blog post takes that one step further and tells you how to debug those new source generators. It does not, however, tell you what to do when the source generator takes your job. It's a blog post out on diving into system.threading.channels.unboundedchannel of T. I mean, can we not? I mean, do you, if you find yourself needing this namespace, you should either really love what you do or be suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Either way, Steve Gordon has your back with this blog post. Now, I'm still getting over my time with .NET Remoting, so I won't be looking at this blog post. Now, the NDC-Sydney tickets close out here today, and you should buy them now if you want to go. Virtually, of course. It's all online this year. Or you can just wait two weeks for them to show up on YouTube. Steve Smith, not the American football player, helps you design a rules engine in C in a new Pluralsight course. Okay. Rules engines are on the list of things that are a terrible idea, but someone has a hankering for them. So you're probably going to do it and then you're going to maintain it and find out why it's a bad idea. Here's a hint. It's 5% code, 95% documentation, use cases, and examples. But if none of that bothers you, then by all means, create a rules engine. .NET Conf. Yes, the one that's spelled correctly. Is on November 10th through the 12th. Are you going? If not, I will be live tweeting it at GoreTalk on Twitter. That's G-O-R-T-O-K. You can mute me now. In a blast from the past, Emo Landworth shows his PowerPoint presentation from the days of convincing executives to open source.net. The PowerPoint can be found, of course, on OneDrive. Now it makes me wonder if Microsoft Performance Reviews whether they judge employees on how many Microsoft products they use. Oh, they have a service book. Check. OneDrive use. Check. They use Windows. Check. Zoom. Check. PowerPoint. Check. Teams. Check. Azure. No. They use Amazon Web Services. Promotion denied. Do you want to deploy ASP.NET Core to Kubernetes? I can answer that for you and tell you you don't. Um, but if you... Say yes, then Andrew Locke has this blog post for you. He of course can't say don't use Kubernetes since this blog post is basing on you using Kubernetes, but I can. Don't use Kubernetes, unless you want your next job to be managing Kubernetes. Microsoft is trying to reinvigorate the .NET game development community. You know, we still haven't forgotten what you did to XNA, Microsoft. The Labor Department is probing whether Microsoft trying to raise its black employee population is racial discrimination? Okay, as if this hellscape that we call 2020 couldn't get any worse, we now have to deal with this. I have no kind words to say about the Labor Department's move here, so I'll just say, get (laughs) f stay The .NET Foundation's All Hands meeting was today at 11.30 a.m., Eastern Daylight Time. I did hum the highlights for you if you missed it. It's on my Twitter, of course. You know, there's got to be an easier way to build query parameters in c I mean, nothing against this blog post, but it's 2020. I would imagine adding query parameters to be as dead simple as possible by now. Even it should be a framework primitive, and it's not. Um, this blog post goes over how you do it using a third-party tool, but the API still feels forced. Do you want to see attributes on local functions? Neither do I. But David Fowler shows off on Twitter uh, what that looks like. Something, something, get off my lawn. Now, soon code will be just one giant file with one giant method and 10 billion local methods, and we'll all chant, This is the way. All in all, that's everything I found last week in.NET. There were no releases by Microsoft this week. And I imagine they're pretty quiet trying to hunker down for the release of .NET 5. Now, we really shouldn't see any more release candidates unless something major happens. But of course, if that happens, I will let you know. I'm George Stockert, and I help teams double their productivity through learning test-driven development. No, not the sucky kind, but the kind that you can actually take with you uh, to a large code base and not pull your hair out. If you're interested in hearing more, uh, check me out at www. Dot double your productivity dot io. and I'll see you next week.